Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Off the Book the Podcast. My name is Maddie. I'm Beth. And we talk all things YA, NA, adult books. Today we are talking about Realm Breaker by Victoria Aviard. Finally, it's taken us what three <laughs> years to do this book. It's taken I I felt like I was swimming through tar to get through this book. Like I had to get through the first like quarter and then I was into it because I know that it's really heavily inspired by um Lord of the Rings and I love Lord of the Rings have I ever read the books no but I've seen the films I'm not done either so uh but I really wanted to like it some of the characters are my absolute favorite but I just couldn't Mm -hmm. I don't understand what's happening at any given time (laughs) really don't anyway we'll get to that in a minute okay Bethany yeah. How are you? How's your mental health? What have you been reading? What have you been watching? Um, my mental health is good, I think. I mean, I got my vaccine on the weekend, so I'm feeling a bit more stable about going out and about in society. Woo-woo. Uh, it's my first dose. I have to wait, like, however long for my second. Um, I've also just started a new medication. So, like, I feel good about that because it's solving a health problem, but at the same time, it's got to make my health problem worse before it gets better. So I'm kind of in that like, yay, things are getting better. But also I don't want anyone to look me in the, like, look at my face. If I can keep wearing my mask for the next four months, I'd actually be okay with that. Well, the way we're going. Yeah, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to do well for me. Um, so my mental health is a bit, nah, um, but I'm also acknowledging I I'm, I'm my own therapist I, I I have acknowledged that I need to start putting up some boundaries with certain friendships because I just need to and I've been able to assess that and it's great fantastic so, yeah. better not be me Maddie, <laughs> I say Maddie I have to put boundaries up with you I don't actually like you um we'll, we'll go back to hating each other then that's fine <laughs> yeah I just I just need I just need a break let's take what a year is that enough a year year and a half <laughs> yeah yeah the podcast can wait yeah um, but there's some mental health is a bit blah, but I'm getting there. Um, but I think by taking that step and being like, I need to put up some boundaries with certain people, I think that's making things a bit easier and being able to. You need to tell me who mind. after, please and thank you. Sure. Can do. <laughs> um, I can rant about it. Um, but yes, so there's that. Um, but in general, I'm good. Um, what am I reading? Tower of Dawn. I've I'm done so like happy. A- I've done like 150 pages yesterday. I just sat outside in the sun and I read. I'm so and proud I'm of you. Actually enjoying it, but the bad news is I actually am starting to like sympathise with Kale. See now sake, you're man. now you're joining the dark side because nobody likes Kale on the internet. So now you're just going to join oh, no, me. No, no, no. Correction. Here's my thing. I don't like him, but I find him attractive. Like I don't like him as a person. But if him and I were locked in a room together and we needed to entertain, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> I really hope no one that I know ever finds this podcast. <laughs> I will die. Um, yes, I'm reading Tower of Dawn and I'm just trying to read my way through my reading list of books um, because I keep buying more. I've also got uh, Melinda Lowe's Last Night at the Telegraph Club has just arrived and I started reading the first Same. couple of pages. Woo-hoo. It's such a pretty um, book. It is, it is. Also, um, I'm like one bad mental health moment away from buying and reading Ice Planet Barbarians. Do it. Do it. It's literally two pounds. I might. 
do it. Here's what I've realized. I can't miss out on something. I have to be inside all of the jokes. I have to know what's going on. So anytime something mm-hmm. like that comes up, I'm immediately like, I have to read it. <laughs> I have to. It was the okay. same with Den of Vipers. Also, hold on. I hear you. Okay. I've had an idea. If I find out a way to pay you back, can I just steal your Kindle login? I told you, you can have, I'm not going to make you pay for it. You can just have my Kindle login. Yeah. Oh, this is why I love you. And we're never taking another friendship break ever again. Never again. Never again. No, not allowed. Um, and, then, and then I'm watching, um, I'm watching True Blood because I've gone back to my crush on Alexander Skarsgård. He's six foot four and like Swedish. We appreciate. And I want to watch Team Wolf because of Dylan mm. O'Brien. Love that. Um... Maddie, how are you? How's your mental health? Uh, what are you reading? What are you watching? I'm good. I'm fine. Um, hmm? I just said cool. Yeah. Um, I've got one thousand one one thousand word essay due on Wednesday, and then I'm done with uni. So that's kind of terrifying. Um, but other than that, fine. I had my second second vaccine. Hot girl summer. Hot girl summer. Um, it does. It does burn. I'm not gonna lie. Like my arm feels hot, which um, is really actually, fun and fresh. Sorry, I don't know if you're aware. I'm actually a scientist. And I can tell you why that's happening. That's not actually because of the vaccine. That's just because you're really hot. <laughs> um, hot girl 100%. summer. Hot girl summer isn't just a state of mind. Um, we're just also angry. We're literally on fire. So. I love that. Um, what have I been reading? Uh, Round Breaker. <laughs> Ice Planet Barbarians. I actually Lords haven't read any more of that since Lords last time. Yeah, did read that in a day. Not that good, if I'm honest with you. I'm just, yeah, it's not, it's not brilliant. It's all right, I guess. No Den of Vipers. I'm going to throw that out there. I'm desperate to read that book. I'm going to harass Jess until she sends it to me. Good. You better. Um, what am I watching? I started watching Loki because Loki came out, the first episode came out this week. And I started watching um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm very yes! behind on that. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, Maddie. I love the falcon in the winter soldier for so many reasons i've watched the first two episodes so i've seen the one where the therapist tries to get them to sit really close to each other um when i had my blood <laughs> taken last week that's literally how the nurse and i were sat i was like this is intimate hello sue um no the fighting episodes specifically the moment with the knife you are gonna die um but also the show, as it goes on, the conversations surrounding like racism in America, phenomenal. I, it, it's just so well done. And I think mm-hmm. you are going to love it. I think I'm going to love it. I just haven't had a chance because literally all I've done today is read. All I've done today is read Round Breaker from the moment I woke up until about an hour ago, I was just reading Round Breaker. Um, you know me, I love to cut it close. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm gonna take turns in like cutting it close when it goes to reading. Yeah, unless it's uh, Discovery of Witches, in which case I don't read it. I'm still mad about that. 
I'm still so angry. You don't even understand. One day I'll read them just just for you. One day I'm just not going to... I was tempted not to finish Realmbreaker and just let you talk about I didn't... It. I'm not going to lie. I thought you were not going to finish it because I didn't think... Because you really didn't like it. I want to love it. So anyway, let's just jump to the book. I want to love it so bad. Like, I love Sarasa with all of my heart. She... Same. Her back must hurt from carrying this entire book. <laughs> it's a big book. Yeah. She's really carrying it. Anyway, if you haven't heard of Runbreaker, I mean, who who hasn't at this point? If you haven't, where have you been? Um, would you like me to read the blurb? Because I have my copy of the book. Right I've got mine. Here. It's currently in my microphone stand. <laughs> okay. Well, I can read. I can read out what is on the blurb. A squire, the survivor of a failed quest, an immortal, timeless and unfathomable, an assassin, skilled and heartless, an old sorceress holding secrets behind her teeth, and a pirate's daughter. The ward's last hope. The heroes are gone, but the fight to save the world has only just begun. There is an actual blurb that it's tells you what the plot is. It is. Basically, the main character is Corrine. She's the pirate's daughter. And um, basically, there are magical portals being opened to end the world. And she's told, hey, fam, you're the only one that can stop it. And she's like, cool, I've never left my tiny village what could go wrong <laughs> yeah that's, that's it. it that's the book literally and actually my my summary i was thinking about it on my drive home the only way i can summarize this book because it's the first book in what i'm assuming is going to be a series this whole book is just getting the gang together the literally. whole book is just getting the crew together there's like odd bits that happen towards like oh this is what's going to happen when the world ends lol but the whole thing is about bonding them as a group that's literally it literally like up until like i'm gonna say about four chapters from the end they're still forming the group literally <laughs> and, and there's still a member of the group that's not fully joined them yet but you know that when she's dealt with all her shit she will who are you talking about you know that one character that has only like two chapters in the whole thing oh yeah but then i was confused because i mean we'll get to it later we'll get to yeah, it, we'll get to it. Yeah. should i well I quickly like try to put together the world building stuff. Mm -hmm. Should I talk about that? Oh, what yeah. would you give it out of five before we start? Um, I think I'd give it a four out of five because the thing is, you know, I did enjoy it. It took me a while to get into it, but I think I loved Sarasa. I did quite like Karain. Like I understood there were elements of her that I could connect with. Like, like for example, the way that she kind of just feels this restlessness that she has to go. She knows that adventure waiting. And I was like, yeah, I feel you. After being locked inside for a year and a half, I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Andre is really sweet. Um, I love the kind of like bickering and the way they all like talk to each other. Yeah. I love that. And I've loved all the text messages you sent me of the dialogue that you've loved. <laughs> um, and... I have highlighted and tabbed so much of this book. Good. Not for the plot, just for the conversations. Mm. I think also I single-handedly had to give it at least a four, just for the quote of, only a man could spend all day talking and still think himself silent. Yep. Fantastic. Miss Aviard knows how to write me some very feminist quotes, and I yep. love her for it. I would give it a three. I wanted mm -hmm. to give it a four, but it's like, I just, I still don't understand what's going on. And I'll talk about it at the end, but I still don't have a clue how the spindles work, 
how they've opened in the first place and then how they're closed. I'm very confused about that situation. Mm. And I feel like that needed to be addressed. Like one of the mm. first things that needed to be said. Anyway, so quick world building. We've covered some of it, but our key players, there's a prologue, by the way. Key players the in the prologue. hundred years. If, if that's what took me so long to get through. It's like it's, 20 pages it's of so characters. Long. And I'm not going to lie, spoiler alert, all of, like, half the characters die. <laughs> half? You read I'm going to say 98% of them. 98% of the characters, only, th- no, four of them survive out of all the ones you meet. Yeah. So not so, No, it's not. So even got, the animals. Even the animals, man. Oh, yeah, even the animals. So we've got... Corteo, 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 I can't say I it. Corteo. Yeah, he's the good twin. He's trying to stop the spindles from being torn open. He was basically adopted by Iona, which is a country where the elders live. Then we've got Tariston. Oh, just to clarify, the elders are the immortals. Yeah. Then we've got Tariston. He's the bad twin. He was basically just left for dead by Iona um he wants to take over the world he's the one tearing the spindle open then we've got dom he's an elder he's a prince of iona he's besties with cotel i can't i can't say it it doesn't work out my mouth yeah then we've got andre he's a squire to some random knight um who dies immediately so he's not important to the story at all and then We've got Ronin, but they they also call him Red, or they also just call him the Wizard. He's besties with Tariston, and he is in fact a wizard. So, <laughs> um, the other key characters um, are Sorasa, Sorasa yep. San, who I love. I think she's our mutual favorite character. Yeah, who's an assassin, but we learn that things aren't necessarily too good with her. Mm-hmm. Um, there is also, I think, one of my favorite characters. It's just called Voltic. I just have you, I, is that how you've been saying it? I was Valtic. saying Valtic. I think I called her Valtic. Okay. I fucking love her. There's one moment in specific, and when we get to it, I'll talk about it. That literally made me fall in love with her. I was like, fantastic, thank you. I love her. <laughs> she okay, to describe how I was imagining her, you know Mags in the Hunger Games? Yes. Mags on crack. Literally what I was gonna say. If Mags was a morphling, yes, a hundred percent. Um, and and once again, I brought it back around to the Hunger Games. I hope once again. Proud. And then we've also I got Corrine. We, start... we missed oh, shit, her. Yeah. One of the main and her mum, Melissa. And her mum, who is like one of the most terrifying pirates in the world. Yeah. Um, but so... also a shitty mum. Oh yeah. So, world building. The world is called Allwood, or they call it just the Wald. So that's yeah. what I'm going to call it, the Wald. Um, but there are other realms, and we know that because the elders come from somewhere else. I can't remember what it's called, but it's there. Then we've got the spindles, which are like portals to these other realms. Um, but they have pretty much disappeared. They're more legend than anything else. So people don't believe in them anymore. Same with the elders, although we, the reader, we know that they definitely still exist because we've seen like Dom and I think there was a couple of other elders fighting in that prologue oh yeah there was like a bunch of elders and the thing is like throughout the book when Dom's walking around people are kind of like ah he's an elder and they kind of don't really question it even though (laughs) elders are apparently like super rare (laughs) and there's an entire kingdom full of elders which everyone knows about it's kind of weird it's so weird um so the spindles can I said but Miss Victoria Aveyard please don't take that as criticism I love you so much if you're listening (laughs) so she's like one of our tweets She's liked one tweet, my guy, one tweet. 
let me live sorry you continue with the world building i'll fangirl so the spindles can be opened but only with old core blood which is like just like a family heritage type situation and a spindle blade so Cortel and Tariston have old core blood and they each have a spindle blade Tariston stole his from i don't know some place in iona he just stole it um so Iona messaged Galland, which is another country, asking for aid because they realised Tariston was trying to tear open one of the spindles. Galland agreed, basically just because they were curious that the Elders actually existed in the first place and not because they actually wanted to help save the world. They were just like, oh, these um, random immortals that we didn't really think existed, they just like messaged us. <laughs> they've like they've just dropped in our DMs and they've asked to come help, so we're going to go help. Find in the DMs, let's go on a quest. Yep, so there's a big <gasps> battle. I want people to actually ask people out on dates like that. If someone said, do you want to go on a quest? I'd be like, fuck yeah. Yes. <laughs> is that is that the key to your heart, Mads? Yeah, it is. Cool. So, I'll, that's how I'll ask you out. <laughs> so there's a massive battle. I don't. I honestly couldn't tell you where, but there's a temple involved. So there's a massive battle. Tariston and Ronan are there. And then Tariston opens the spindle and this army of dead walk out. Um, basically everyone dies except for at this moment in time that we know of Andrew. So Cortell stabs Tariston through the chest, like literally through the chest, but it does nothing and Cortell still, still dies. Um, that's it. Yep. Oh, and Andrew escapes with one of the spindle blades because Dom literally yeets it across the battlefield, like some kind of giant deadly javelin. <laughs> across the battlefield and you know andrew who's just a squire does like some weird badass move where he like launches himself off of the horse picks up the spindle blade and then gets back on the horse it's all the moment it's all a big situation i can imagine it in slow motion yeah mm -hmm. uh so then we jump to meet corraine Corrine, as we said, is the daughter of Melez and Amarat, who is Melez. an incredible... I don't know. I, we, I should have checked the pronunciation guide before we watched this. I have checked it about five times. I still can't figure it out. She talks so fast. I don't know what she's saying. I should go back and watch it now, actually, that I know the characters. <laughs> well, she talks about some that literally die in the first two pages, and I'm like, why is that important? But she does them, she's doing them justice. You know what? If you want to explain this next bit, I'm going to check the pronunciation <laughs> of the name. Okay. So, Meliz and Amra is an incredibly feared pirate throughout like the whole entire world. Um, so, pretty much all of her crews are like criminals, killers, murderers. They're not like good people. But Karain really wants to go on a voyage with her, like desperately wants to go. And she keeps asking Karain, um, not Corrine, she keeps asking Meliz, but Meliz keeps saying, absolutely not. She says no with a heart every single time. And um, <laughs> and then when Corrine, when Meliz isn't there, Corrine basically runs the show on the ground. She finds buyers for all of their stolen mer merch. <laughs> Is that right? What did I just say? Like stock, stuff that they've stolen. Anyway, whilst that's going on, Andre has ridden back to Galland. He's back in the capital, which is called Askel, and he's still got the spindle blade, but somehow he hides it, even though that sword is humongous. Like it literally takes up like the whole of um, Perrain's back. It's huge. I don't know how he's hiding it. Um, 
he tells the queen um, what happens I because think, apparently they're besties. I say um, Andre can probably carry it because he's huge. He's bulky. Like he's he's yeah, like it's still um, a massive sword. Where is he hiding it to go and talk to the queen? He goes straight to speak to her. Um, I I don't know where he hides it. That is a great question. Um, so he goes straight to speak to the queen because they're besties. Apparently, been besties since they were tiny. Um, she's nineteen, by the way. I feel like we should clarify that. Um. He tells her what happened, the whole situation with the spindle blade. And she, again, just like Malia says, no with a heart. She's like, absolutely not. Do not tell anyone. <laughs> Keep this quiet. Um, and then he goes back to see his mum, who is really sick. And he hides the spindle blade underneath her bed. That's a choice. Your sick mother's bed, you're just hiding it under. Anyway, we also find out that his dad died um, in some kind of pay battle over some borders. That wasn't really important. Um, so then we jump back to Karain. Melissa arrives back from a voyage and Karain, like, she asks again, can I come with you? Melissa says, no, absolutely not. Um, Karain makes some vague comment about her dad. She said, oh, at least he had the decency of only abandoning me once. Are you okay? <laughs> Sorry, I just, the video's loading, but somebody commented, um, on the video, like, um, are any of these names inspired by Gaelic names slash spelling? I know the silent DH is used a lot in Gaelic. Um, so Victoria Aveyard responds and says, yes, Democridan and Richard. <laughs> it's really stupid, but those are two very different names. Democridan and Richard. One of them is a fantasy name. The other one is the name of my cousin. <laughs> Sorry, you continue doing the important work. You know what? I I absolutely will. So, where did I get to? Oh, yeah. Karen says, at least my dad only had the decency to abandon me once instead of multiple times, which is a bit vague, but we'll get back to that in a minute. Karen runs off. She goes and like looks over some cliffs and then she goes to go back to her cottage, I think. And she bumps into some friendly hooded figures, aka Dom and Sarasa. So Sarasa is our not-so-friendly village assassin, as you do. Um, and then we jump back in time a little bit. Dom has managed to make it out of the first battle. Surprise, surprise. He's just got some scratches down his face. However, elders don't get hurt and they heal really quickly. So the fact that them scratches are still there is a little bit concerning. Um, he goes... So he is a prince of Iona. He goes back. His aunt is, like the queen of Iona, I guess. Um, he explains what happens. Oh, he rode a horse to death trying to get back to Iona and that deeply upset me. I'm not a fan. Um, he goes and he explains to his aunt what exactly happened. And once again, it's a running theme. She says, he says, we need to go help. She says, no of a heart. Um, she doesn't want to help save the ward because she thinks that Tariston doing what he's doing will help somehow get them back to whatever realm they came from before. Now, I have issues with this, right? What they, ha they had Corteil and a spindle blade. If they desperately wanted to get back that bad, why weren't they using him in order to open the spindles and go back to their realm? Why were you they waiting? That's a good point. But that's a bit sus, right? Why? I don't necessarily trust them. It's weird, right? 
That is weird. So I don't know how to say it. Rida? Okay, I've just found out it's actually Rhea. Oh, okay. I think Victoria Agard had a grammatical grammatical autocorrect moment. And instead of Demacrian and Richard, I think it was meant to be Demacrian and Rhea. <laughs> that would make sense. Not Richard. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Mm. Anyway, Rhea is Dom's cousin and she is the heir of Iona. She's going to be ruling it one day. Um, She approaches Dom and she's like, yo, we need to find a way to save the ward. So you're going to go find some old core blood and the spindle blade and I'm going to go off. What exactly does she do? Go and speak to some other nations? That's about it. Basically, that's her whole plot line. Yep. And Dom's like, is she doing this because it's her decision or is her mum sent her? Which is a little bit weird to me because also in her chapters, she's talking about her mum quite a lot and about her mum sending messages. What I'm confused what side her mum's actually on. Sounds like mummy issues. <laughs> um, and then the woman of the hour. So Dom goes and he finds Sarasa. First of all, she's introduced, but she's just killed someone. I don't need an explanation. I don't want one. I'm just happy that. she's there. I'm not judging. Absolutely not. I mean, the you second throne of glass. Exactly. Second throne of glass book. She's killing someone. So, I mean, what difference does it yeah. make? Right. Um, so we also meet another assassin. I'm going to hold on to this because I think he's going to show up later. Oh yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. So Dom rocks up. This fight scene, the Pirates of the Caribbean-esque fight scene that we've got between Dom and Sarasa is iconic. It's fantastic. Iconic. Like, wouldn't change it for a world, for the world. Um, And then it ends because she goes into a tavern and she like tries to poison Dom, but you know, can't poison an elder, so. There's that, and then Dom offers her a contract to find um, Old Core Blood or a descendant of Quetel. She somehow just happens to know it. She's like, "Yeah, I know." No, it's because she was part of the Amhara. Amhara. Yeah. The but Guild of Assassins. How do they know what Quetel's been doing in his spare time? <laughs> like, is he really that important? But she says, doesn't she, Mercury, the, like, the leader of the guild, he knows everything about everyone. He's like five steps ahead. He probably knows how to save the entire world. Bit of a pervert, though, if he knows what Cortel's doing in his spare time. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. Just a little mm. bit. Um, where are we? Back to Karain. So Dom and Sarasa are there. They're just like blocking Karain on the edge of a cliff, just like as you do. Super not scary. Super not scary. And they're like, um, yo, so your dad was Corteo of Oldcore and you're our only hope to save the realm. And they're expecting her to be shocked by it, but she's just like, Chief, I've been you. She's like, yeah, I can't, I kind of beat you to that one. <laughs> she's like, I've known for a very long time, but thank you for updating me. Thank you for mansplaining to me my own family. I appreciate it. Um, she agrees real fast to join their little like band of merry thieves like really quickly no doubt in her head she's like give me three days and she gives her mum one more chance to let her go on a voyage with her her mum says no and then she's like okay tight <laughs> that's how i'm gonna say things to you just no, no with a little heart no um best do you want to record later 
no it's a running theme in this book though every time someone says no they're like but we're doing it for you so no um so the next journey the next heading is to go to andrew to go to Ascal and grab the spindle blade off of him so they grab some horses they start riding to Ascal. they stop for a little nap and then they get awoken by the dead army that dom and andrew had to face in the in the prologue but when they fight them they just turn to mist which is as you do crane then like she wakes up she thinks it's a dream plot twist not a dream um they are he has been having dreams like this yes um and then oh there's a moment they get on a boat to get to Ascal. there's a moment where this old woman comes up and she tries to give Corrine a little charm that is the first time you meet what's her name baltic baltic who we don't know it's her at the time but when i was reading it i was like well we've not met the witch lady yet and this is a mm-hmm. random old lady selling i mean did i really hope that the witch was gonna be a young woman so that when this is eventually adapted into a show i could be her of course i have theories i have theories okay hit me with your theories so there's moments later when they officially meet her where i think it's dom or maybe andre they're like she moves too fast and too she's like too nimble to be as old as she is I reckon it might be like some sort of charm because later on as well. Oh my God, I can't remember what it was. I think it's someone approaches them, I think. And one of them says it might be one of her like witch, witch charms. It's like to her, her disguised as something else. And I'm like, mm, I don't think she's as old as she says she is. Mm. Just throwing it out there. I think it might be some kind of spell. So you're telling me I can probably play her if Yeah, can. if you don't mind being an old lady for the first film slash season. <laughs> yeah, cool. She's got some of the most iconic lines. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so she tries the... to sell the kind of like stick thing and like Sarasa's like, come near Corrine and I will kill you. But Corrine's <laughs> like, oh, hi there, grandmother. Give me this three thing. Thank you. Which I got told if somebody approached you like that and they tried to offer you a trinket, don't take it. Did you get told that as a t- yeah? I got told never to take it, so that well, stressed me out. I got told not to do that because, like, I went to Italy once, and people would just put bracelets on you and then say, "Pay me now." And you're <laughs> like, um, I didn't ask for this bracelet, so no. So yours comes from <laughs> no, yours. Co- nobody can see, but every time Beth says no now, she's doing a little heart. Yours comes from a place of logic and like, don't get scammed. Mine comes from a place of don't take that item. It could be cursed. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm. We then get the scene where they sneak through the city to get to the palace. This was fantastic as well. I love that scene. They're all just Sarasa. Honestly, that woman carries this entire book on her on shoulders. Her She's the one who gets shit done as well. If she wasn't there, Dom would be lost. Absolutely. You know that TikTok where it's like, uh, I can't remember his name. Um, not a fault between them eyes. Not a fault between them. Sweet, sweet Dom. No, just no faults. Like, I mean, he has like one or two thoughts that are either angsty, like sad that his best friend's dead or like, must protect Karay. <laughs> That's it. You know what? I think he's a hi- is he a himbo? Are we classing him as a himbo? 
Um, he's big and kind of like strong and built, but there is not a thought behind his eyes. I guess technically he could count. Someone told me the other day that I was a himbo, and I was like, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> Momentary sidebar. So all of my friendships are like trios. So two of my friends, Alicia and Lily, they both have partners. I'm the only single one at the moment. And everyone's partner at the moment, one of them in the pair is a short ginger nerd. The other one is a tall blonde himbo. So I've been told I'm tall and blonde and exude himbo qualities. So I have to date someone who's shorter than me, ginger and a nerd. <laughs> Love that. Love that specific qualities for you. <laughs> um, where were we? Oh, so surprise. We have not spoken about her yet. What's her name? Arida? Is that her name? Yeah. Arida? So... We've had chapters with her. I didn't trust her the whole time. They're like, she needs to get married. And she's going, I don't want to get married. I want to take over the world. I want to find the person that's going to be right to support me and the country and gain what's best for us. Didn't trust her in my head. I was like, I don't trust her because I messaged you about it. Mm. I don't trust her not to go to Tariston because all she wants is to take over the world. That's literally her entire thought process. She's got some of the most iconic lines, though, and I'm realising that Victoria Aveyard's villains always have the best quotes. I could set this world on fire and call it rain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What's the one that she... Hers are... Sorry if you can hear my mic moving. Hers are all the feminist ones. Bear with. Bear with. Yeah, so she had that only men can speak all day and think themselves silent. Yeah, there's another one as well. No, I will admit, Erida had some of my favourite lines. But also, my favourite line other than the whole men thinking themselves silent one uh some of my other favorites are just the bickering between all of the gang as they're wandering around yeah um, 100% but while you're finding that um so I'm not going to be able to find it so they get to the queen and she's like yo 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 I'm getting married peace out homie um so Andre, she's like, oh, Andre, Dom, random girl who got core blood and the spindle blade, come with me, come to the main hall, stand here in this one specific area for no apparent reason. Sarasa's fucked off at this point. She, she's done what she needed to do for her contract. So they hang out with the queen and they're like, yo, 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 we have core blood and the spindle blade. Time to save the world, right? And the queen's like, yeah, yeah, one sec, hold my beer. Let me introduce you to my husband. Boom, it's Tariston of Old Core. And I knew this plot twist was coming, but I like threw my book down. I ran downstairs and I was there just yelling at my parents. Like, I knew it was going to happen. I knew it. God damn. Oh my God. Um, and it's, I loved the description of like Dom and Andre, like the looks on their faces. And even like Corrine, she doesn't know really what her dad looks like, but she sees Taristan and she's like, oh fuck. Um, <laughs> And like Dom takes like a dagger to the side. They're trying to fight their way out. And now we have Sarasa being a bad bitch. Um, so while the others I love her so much. So while the others have managed to get themselves into a bit of a predicament, Sarasa's just chilling on the balcony above watching shit happen. Um, across from her is Tariston and Ronin because, you know, secret betrothal to the queen and all that. Um, so Sarasa sees the trap and saves the motherfucking day. She plants some sort of powder in the chandeliers and sprints down to save the day. She kills some guards and is like, I'm gonna save the realm, woohoo. 
The chandeliers fall and Sarasa grabs Corain, but not before Corain puts some nasty scratches on Tarasin's face with the thing that Valtic gave her, that weird stick thing. She scratches him. Mm-hmm. Um, Dom has been stabbed like an absolute fucking idiot and he just pulls the knife out. <laughs> Listen, I don't remember much of first aid, but I know that if you get stabbed with something, you, you leave don't it. <laughs> I learned that from when I was younger, the BBC adaptation of Robin Hood, because Maid Marion, spoiler alert, Maid Marion got stabbed and she could have maybe survived, but no. She marries Robin Hood, kisses him, and then yanks it out knowing she's going <laughs> to die. I mean, kind of now in hindsight, I'm questioning if she knew she was going to die. Bit rough to like get married and then do that, but that's a different rant for another day. Um, but yeah, they're dragging him through a cathedral. Like everyone, uh, they're like bells dinging. They're like, oh fuck, everyone in the city is going to be looking for us. Sorry, there's the moment with this other squire that was treating Andrew like shit before. And he like, he's very drunk. He's like, yo, Andrew, what's happening? Who are they after? We should go help. Yeah. <laughs> so sour. Yep. And he like tries to make a move at Karain. And then our oh, Sarasa just like comes from behind, knife to the throat. Like, at, you, you move, you will die. Like, it's one of my favorite things how immediately, like, I think at first, because like they're like, Sarasa, why the fuck did you come back? And she's like, well, you've told me the world's ending. <laughs> so I kind of have to be here. I'm obliged, but also I want to see if I can milk Don for more money as I do this. Literally. Um, but but she- I found it really interesting. Sorry her up on that balcony and her like her brain's like telling her to run she's like run like just get out of here you need to protect yourself get out of here you're no help to them but then she does the complete opposite to what her brain's telling her and helps Corrine she does, I mean yeah. she helps Don, Don because he's there not because uh... but I just like though it's very apparent that Sarasa will, has only ever done stuff to keep herself alive and now she's faced with like I can help and die or I cannot help and still die. So am I going to do the right thing? Like, like either way, death is on the cards. Um, but no, I just really like that immediately, Sarasa, we see that she's got quite an attachment to Corrine. And like, mm-hmm. as time goes on, you see it build. And actually all of them do, which I really love. Um, but he asks. So Dom wakes up and Sarasa is stitching him back up. Again, I- she's just saving the day. What? Yeah. There would be an absolute mess without her. This story wouldn't exist. I feel like this isn't Corrine's story. This is Saras's story. Um, and it's about to be someone else's story because Andre's been wandering around an abandoned farmhouse and finds a woman. It's Valtic. <laughs> and in my opinion, it's her story. It's her world. We're just living in it. It's Honestly, her game of Sims and we're all the same. She has got main character energy. Um pausing for a moment did i tell you i was driving behind a woman who was having her main character moment no it was a main road and this woman is cycling in the middle dressed in the same kind of attire you would expect um oh what's the woman from tiger king carol baskin dressed carol baskin-esque like long flowy scarf hair everywhere like over the top dramatic bicycle cycling in the middle of the road at like five miles an hour on a main road and the other side of the road is busy so no one can overtake and it gets to a point she just parks in the middle of the road so she's literally we're on a main road and she just stops like puts her feet out and she's just literally looking around and smiling i think she was on some form of drive. like she was having her main character moment but yeah sorry back to main character moment valtic love the woman 
yeah so she's just like literally sleeping there and they're like she's not a human <laughs> like i don't know what she is but she's not a human i remember that quite i think it was dom because apparently yeah, you can hear heartbeats yeah and he was like she's sleeping like too deep for a human but like not deep enough to be dead and yeah. i don't understand it and she wakes up and like ah hello <laughs> um oh there's just bones just bones on the floor yeah, she's always got like a little bag of bones with her you know just yeah. and stuff um and she tells them that they have to to save the realm they need to have seven of them so sarasa's like i know the fucking place bitch let's it's, go it's catch down 2.0 let's be it honest is. it is a city run by criminals is basically Kerdam. It's basically Kerdam. Speaking of, sorry, again, once again, pausing. Um, Koi the Great, um, who's designed a really great shirt for the Crows Club. My shirt is on the way and I'm so excited. Exciting. So excited. You better take sorry. some pictures for the Instagram. Just oh, no, I will. Um, okay. Ketadam 2.0. So Sarasa leads the way to the city and it's run by criminals. Um, she takes them to a guy called Charlie, who was a forger. And he is convinced to join the merry band of thieves, more like bribes. Yeah, <laughs> they bribe him, basically. Yeah. Uh, but he basically does say, like, you know, once I get out of these walls, Sigil will find me. We find out that Sigil is a bounty hunter and that Charlie has been safe inside this city because it's one of those things where, like, don't rat each other out and you won't get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, Karain then overhears some of her mum's crew and she's like, shit, that's my mum's crew. What are they doing here? And she hears about how they almost all got wiped out by a kraken and somehow figures out that the spindle is in a place called Ibal. No but idea I- how she put two and two together. Well, because she knows the parts of the ocean is she's guessed. But my question is, did her mum die? Because her mum wasn't there. And later on in the book, she says something about her mum not being there. She says that she thinks her mum is either back on the ship or in the marketplace getting supplies to fix the boat. I can't imagine her being dead. No, but then like later on in the book, she was like, my mum's dead. I have to do this for all the other people whose mum's dead. Or maybe I was sleep deprived, but I was really <laughs> I read it and I was like, it, is she? Did I? Did I ignore that part of the plot? I don't think she's dead. I don't remember reading that. I reckon she's going to come and join them. I'm not going to lie. No, I reckon she's going to see Karina and be like, motherfucker, you had one rule. Go to that bed. too. But I think that's going to happen. And then, sorry, we missed it. Did we miss it? There's one part where Karina orders Dom to go to sleep. And it's like fantastic. <laughs> He's like 500 years old and she's like bed now no fantastic um no i don't think she's dead okay cool i'm almost certain that she's not dead i would also just like to state maddie has done all the notes this week and the next two like sections of the book are just titled it's pirate time motherfuckers and it's wanted poster scene from tangled i love you and we are on (laughs) the same wavelength Okay, so they go to another port before they jump on a boat and they only grabbed Charlie so that Sarasa could use him to get the attention of Sigil, who is a bounty hunter and the second bad bitch to join the group. I would like to say that's a big... What's it called? What's it called? (laughs) What's the word I'm looking for? When you, like, go out of your way for something. Like, it's not... Like there were other, there were so many easier ways to get Sigil to join the group. Like this was just yeah. so extra. And but it, it took a lot of time. 
Like, they're up against the clock. Tariston's not slowing down for no one. And she goes, we need to go and stop in the city for a couple of days. Um, Grab this guy. And then we're going to go make our way back that way. The way we just came um, to get somebody that we actually want. Like, Yeah. I loved it, though. Um, mm-hmm. Then my favourite thing is they're waiting at a tavern. Um, Andre's really tired and they send him to bed. And they're like, oh, if anything happens, we'll let you know. Then Sigil comes in. There is a massive bar brawl. Everyone's fighting. Eventually the brawl stops and just Andre comes down and is like, did I miss? What did him? I miss? <laughs> I love uh, that. The fact as well that Valtic is just sat there. She's just drinking a drink. Meanwhile, the entire bar is just chaos and she's just chilling in the middle of it. Just like, it is her moment. Nobody can tell That's me otherwise. moment. Yeah. yeah. There's quotes from that as well that I just, there's moments, I think it's, no, no, it must be Corrine. I think she goes, I think they're enjoying this. And Dom's like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, they are. That was my favourite scene in the entire book. Like, it it was really good. I loved it. It was so good. Um, Also, sorry, we skipped over a point. So, um, Taristan and Erida got married and then they both want to take over the world and be powerful. But Erida's also like, part of my job is to have a baby, an heir to our empire that we are building. And I would mm-hmm. like to do this because I want my fucking empire. And Tarastin's all moody and like, no, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in having to listen to all the court whispers. But she's like, but it's also a tradition on the wedding night to have sex. And kind oh, of yeah. So they go to the room and they start undressing and stuff. And he and they get really kind of close to each other. And he goes not like this so then he messes up her hair messes up his he cuts his own hand smears some blood on the bed sheets and his hand heals immediately and she's like she's she's like what what's happening here effectively it's a way out of a contract for him i'm not gonna lie yeah but the, it's just the way he goes not like like, like the, you're meant to be a villain my guy mm, i don't but, but <laughs> villain at the moment one of my favorite things is villains asking for consent see my main <laughs> example the darkling <laughs> he's a war criminal but he asks for consent i mean asks for consent in that situation when he tries to shove a deer antler onto her chest no yeah. consent he tries there. to commit like mass murder no uh, consent no yeah no. but when he's wanting to make out with alina and have wonderful steamy time he's like consent priorities priorities yeah he's a shitty person but at least not in that way (laughs) priorities he's a shitty person at least he's not shitty in that way though so it's okay we can forgive (laughs) back to realm breaker i'm sorry that's Um, almost as bad as me saying that that guy from the wrath of the dawn was a feminist king (laughs) you also have said that reese is a feminist king so have you. No, I never said he was a feminist king. I just said he was hot. I don't believe you. I'm going to go back and listen to that episode. Sure. Go for <laughs> it. Okay. I can't remember. Well, we were filmed Akatar, so, filmed, recalled Akatar so long ago. Um, they end up working together. So they all get on a boat. Said boat is then attacked by a sea serpent. Dom's genius way of keeping Crane safe is to tie her to the mast. <laughs> 
And Valtic's just like, oh, looks like fun. Put me on a leash too. And she just ties herself up. I don't uh, understand this. One, why was the, the way to keep her safe to tie her to the mast? If that ship goes down, <laughs> I mean, she's dead anyway because there's a sea serpent and her being in the water isn't going to help. But tied to the mast? What if the mast gets knocked down by the sea serpent? She's just going with it. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I really liked is, so the night that Andre served before he died, um, his kind of chant before going to battle would be, with me? And then all the guys would go, with me. So then just, so Dom pulls out a sword and he says, with me. And Dom honours it and goes, with me. And it's it was a nice moment. I didn't realise that was a thing. I'm not going to lie. I realised it was getting to be a thing, but I thought that was part of their like... Um, sappy moment where they were talking about their feelings. <laughs> that sounds so bad, but that was the least interesting part for me. I'm not gonna lie. No, I liked that bit. Um, but yes, they end up killing the sea serpent. Everyone's fine. Dom nearly is like squished to death by the sea serpent, but Andre chops it up. Sigil gets involved. Sarasa's like firing arrows. It's a great they, team effort. It's fantastic. And then. <laughs> Dom goes, I think it's Dom, or Sarasa goes and lets um, Karain out of the ropes. And then Bautic just stays there. She just stays voluntarily. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's just like, like a world of her own. Time. Yeah, she's like, this is a fun time. I just want to be tied to the mast. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Um, anyway. It's the one that's entangled. Yeah. So they get off the boat and immediately they're welcomed by like wanted posters of Karain, Andre, and Dom. And the other two are perfect, but apparently Karain's looks nothing like her. Now here's my question. How did they muck hers up so badly when they've basically got a mirror image of her from Tariston? <laughs> Why are they trying to describe it's her? Exactly. Like why why it seems like they're purposely messing it up does that make sense okay Ooh. okay interesting interesting ideas i don't know where that's gonna go in my head but i was like it seems like them they're, they're messing up on purpose yeah. i so mean without the other two corinne is basically useless oh yeah well, like she, she's not useless, but she wouldn't have made it this far. Definitely not. She would be dead. So, because of this, they're relying on Sigil and Charlie to wander the city, um, and they're like, "Oh, we'll all meet at this wonderful magical tower that used to light up and be a beacon." Um, now, while they're waiting, Corain um, has a realization: this tower used to light up on its own, and Corain's running over to Sarasa and is like the the light comes from somewhere near here they realize there's like an oasis a few miles away and they're like oh my gosh things are getting better yay and then they are ambushed sigil has um grasped them up and they're taken to a prison and the bit that killed me was they're all taken to prison but apparently saras has been in this prison before and she's taken away separately and mm -hmm. she's rip searched yeah um and it broke my I, it makes me so uncomfortable but then she's taken back to her cell. They're all in cells together. And she's like, after all these times of me being here, they still not learned how to properly strip search me. And out of her tattoo... Oh, no, actually grim. It made me so uncomfortable. But she pulls needles out of her tattoo and she's unlocking the door. I think she, she probably that hurts. But at the same time, she's an assassin. She's probably used to the pain. But um, still. And that's yeah. that must have had to heal over. 
for them yeah. not to realise it was there. So how long has that needle been in her arm for? But it's all hidden by the tattoos. Um, but um, what was I thinking? So then, yeah, they're running around. They're like, we have to get... If we can't even leave... We just... Of all the weapons, we need the spindle blade. So they run. Dom kicks his way through the door. Sigil's just sat there and is like, it's taking you two hours to break out of a prison, Sarasa. You're getting slow. And she's drugged all the officers there. I love so that. She had, she had I, given- one, wasn't expecting this plot twist. Normally I can figure it out. I wasn't expecting this with her. I thought, you know, Sarasa's got to have something big that she's holding over her head or that she's offering her because she just wants the money. Like, that's the only reason she's there. So she's not going to turn them over because she wants what Saras is offering, right? And then mm. once she did it, I was like, okay, somebody else has got something bigger and better. And then when they opened the door and she was there, I was like, hang on, <laughs> what is happening? It was like, um, no spoilers, but Queen of Shadows, the whole situation with um, Head of the Assassins, what was he called? Arabin Hamill. Yeah, that whole situation where I was like, every other page, something else was happening. I was like, I can't keep up. <laughs> also, another moment that we forgot, but one of my favourite scenes in the book, there's a point where Sarasa, just before this all happens, they wake up Karain and she's like, I should have done this a long time ago. And Karain's going, what the fuck is going on? Oh, yeah. And they're like, Dom and Andre have disappeared. They're going to forage for food or some shit. We need to teach you how to fight because we're going to defend you to the ends of the earth, but you need to know how to at least throw a punch. Um, and so it's between Sigil and Sarasa and Corrine. And they're all, basically, Corrine takes a beating, but she's learning how to at least hold a sword and throw a punch. There's and then Dom comes back. I really liked. Mm. While you're looking at that, Dom comes back and is like, what the hell are you doing to the savior of the realm? <laughs> Um, and then what was it? And then at the end of the chapter, Andre then goes, oh, while we're on the subject, your horse riding could use some work. And she's like, and she then like punches him, but she at least does it on correct form. <laughs> I just really appreciated. Um, Sorry, yeah, no, I'm just trying to find this quote. There's one of my, one of my favourite quotes is in this section as well. It's about, um, so Sarasa is asking whether she's afraid, is whether Corrine's afraid. That's the one, that's the one that I'm trying to look for. <laughs> Fear is a well-honed instinct, useful as any steel edge. It's kept me alive more times than I care to count. So let that fear in, let it fill you up, let it whisper and guide, but do not let it rule. I really like that. I apparently I'm useless at tabbing things, sorry. I was going to say, the other one is, there are no greater teachers than fear and pain. Yeah. I highlighted all of that section. I loved that bit. Whilst we're on the topics of, well, actually, no, we'll do that at the end. I've got quite a few that I want to list off. Um, There's a moment where it's just before this, um, where they're relying on Charlie and Sigil to, like, find information for them. And I think it's Andre says something about Charlie and then he goes, even if he does seem a bit young to be, (laughs) even if he does seem a bit young to be a priest, and the murderer and I was like <laughs> the two combined is just an interesting combination even if he's he's not too young to individually he's not too young to be a priest not too young to be a murder but a murderer but the two combined he's too that young for, <laughs> that's too uh, far so the ending okay I was confused I was out there like I don't know what's going on but I'm enjoying it yeah same I was falling asleep so I thought maybe that's why, 
but I also had zero idea what was going on. So they're all riding these horses, right? The sand ones, that whatever they're called, sand, yeah. Um, yeah, they're riding... I mean, they're riding like underneath or on the side of the horses. And, and on it's the like... side. So and there's the sand... Yeah, so they're, they're riding through this desert, it's been days, and then they get to like this canyon, and mm. they're like, there's gonna be people waiting for us in there like we know we're not going to make it through if we just go through by ourselves so i think she said they were sarin horses so they're like protected by the the country that they're in it's like a death sentence if you so much as try to catch one or hurt one and they're like i think it's saras so she comes up with this idea that they're gonna get all of the horses like herd them through this canyon they're going to ride with their horses as well, but on the side of them. And the, the archers on top of this canyon aren't going to do anything because they can't shoot the horses because it's a death sentence because they're like sacred horses, right? But I was so confused about how they were actually riding it because at one point, Dom's supporting Karain because she's useless. She can't. <laughs> so he's supporting her. He's got one hand on his saddle, one hand on Karain's saddle, but he's supporting Karain with his chest now I'm very confused how this situation is happening like is he riding on the horses like his back to the ground between the two and she's there or is he like kind of I couldn't figure out how it was working I couldn't figure it out either um but so it turns out they're riding through and there's a like a piece of rock or the the canyon splits in two and um she realizes that because Dom is holding them, uh, the two horses together. They're gonna get, they're gonna get hit by this piece of rock. They're gonna ride into it. So Sarasa freaks out and she, like, he's literally like screaming at Karain to like jump and get to her. And Dom is like, "This is ruining the plan." And Sarasa's like, "I don't care. I need to save Karain." Yeah, she like jumps on the back of the horse, so she's exposed to all of these archers. The archers start shooting. Um, she eventually grabs Karain and Dom gets to the other horse so they don't get, they don't ride into this rock. They get through it. Now we're still in the desert, but there's water in the desert. And here's yeah. where I started to get confused because there's sea serpents, baby sea serpents in the water, but there's also a kraken. So, but that is shallow enough that they can walk in the water, but there's also a kraken. So how... I'm trying to picture this in my head and I cannot visualize it. There's houses as well. Houses, water, sea serpents, and a kraken. And the and horses two can armies. Ride horses can ride yeah. through it. They can walk through it. And there's two armies. I can't picture this in my head. I couldn't picture either. Um, the, the one bit that worried me though is there's a point where like Valtic is like saying something. She walks straight up to like the kraken and is like, I banish you back to where you come from. And I was like, if this monster kills Valtic, I'm not reading the next book. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed um, reading it, but I genuinely, I was just along for the ride. I had no idea what was going on. Like, zero. Um, but the book ends with Karain closing the spindle. Um, and then the last scene is from Erida's point of view. And she's at dinner with Tariston. And it's weird because they're, like, really not talking to each other. Um, what's his name? Cronigan? who's her cousin, who was like, yeah. I, you can marry my son. Um, and he was really pushing that incest plot line. He tries to poison Tariston, but he is 
we don't really know what Tarasen is, but he can't be poisoned. Yeah. Um, but Kernigan runs away. None of the guards stop him or any of his crew getting out. Then um, Tarasen like holds Erida close while she's like, oh, he tried to poison you, oh no. And then the wizard comes in and is like, yo, she's closed one of your portals. And they go, I'm going to kill that girl. You know what? I'll join you. And that's where the book ends. Yeah. It was weird. It was weird. Um, but there we go. I yeah. have questions about the spindles. I don't understand how they work. I thought I figured out how they opened with, like, they cut their hand, they stick their hand through the spindle, and then it opens. I thought that was, but how did she close it? She cut her hand, but then what did she do? I don't understand. How many times have I said I don't understand? Like, did it just close because she cut her hand and wheeled it to close? I have no clue. Not Scooby. Also, I'm picturing these spindles as like this really thin slice of light just floating in the air. Is that how you're picturing it? Yeah. Like, I'm intrigued for the next one. I am. There's currently two and three on Goodreads. Ah, and I mean, Victoria Avild is currently hard at work writing the second one. So what I want for the next one. Okay, hit me with it. I want to know what, number one, the most important thing on my list is why Saras got kicked out of the guild. We didn't cover that. She got kicked out of the assassin guild. What did she do that was so bad that she got kicked out? Please and thank you. I would like to know. Second of all, how do the spindles work? Always already covered this, but I didn't even know they could be closed until like three quarters of the way through the book. I didn't know that's what our mission was. I thought we were just going to stop Tariston. <laughs> so, yep, yeah, there's that. What what did Tariston mean by uh, not like this? I would like to know some backstory, please. And that gives me some underlying like angsty, really good like enemies to lovers potential, but I feel like enemies to lovers wasn't fully there. Yeah, there's potential, but I need more. Exactly, I agree. Um, I also want to know why they couldn't get Corrine's face right. That's a big mm. question. I don't trust it. I reckon they did it on purpose. I would like Dom and Sarasa to be together, please and thank you. There is a quote. I'm going to see if I can find it. I haven't been very successful at finding these quotes so far today. So it's they get to the tavern where the bar, where the tavern where that fight scene is, and Dom's like realizing how much of a mess they all look. Um, oh my god, it's going to really annoy me if I can't find it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like listing them off. So he says, an immortal. I can't, Vader, Vidir, I don't know how to say it. Vidir. Vidir. Um, again, I don't know how to say it. Jiddy, Jidi? Jiddy. Which, a copper-eyed assassin, a royal squire, a criminal fugitive, and the pirate's daughter, the Ward's Hope. The only one he gives any sort of description of is Sarasa, I'd just like to say. And it's the colour of her eyes. So, and there's a moment as well at the very beginning, you... You know it better than I do. Yeah. Oh, where can she... I say? Yeah, tell it. There's a point where um, Sarasta's kind of peeved off with um, Dom and Corrine. So she's speaking, and I think it's Ibalet, which is kind of, I think, her native tongue. Um, and she's been kind of like ranting about them on the whole journey. And eventually Corrine goes, excuse me, I actually do understand what you're saying. and I don't appreciate your language. And Sarasta's like, oh, shit, you caught me. And as she's walking away... Um, she hears, or Corrine hears Sarasa say something 
about Dom and she's like but I didn't know if she was calling him stupid or if she was calling him pretty mm-hmm. and I was like oh I love that so like much. I would like them to be together please I don't care so much about the thing that's going on between Corrine and Andre don't really care I but Dom yeah although there's comments made about that as well some uh charlie says that she's um love struck um and she says something like now is not really the time to be love struck thank you very much i know that i know the time and the place like um so i think something's gonna happen between them but i'm not really that fussed dom and sarasa absolutely 100 percent um, or if they don't actually get together I want then like a dramatic injury scene where they're yeah. together almost like Nestor and Cassian in Akawar I'd kill for it you know what I like your funny words magic man I like your funny words magic man um I would like some sort of training montage please um Karain needs some Karain. Karain. <laughs> um and then I'm gonna guess that other assassin's gonna show up because there's a history between him and Charlie, so... I think they're together. I think they used to be a couple. Yep, I agree. We love the representation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what do you think is going to happen? What would you like to happen? Um, I think we're going to see more of Erida and yep. Tarasin. I mean, currently, uh, according to Victoria Agard's Instagram page, she was like, I meant to finish this chapter from Erida's point of view a few days ago, and it just keeps getting longer. <laughs> um so i'm intrigued um oh also we completely fucking forgot about reader sorry oh yeah the the reader only has like three or four chapters she has two oh two she's riding around trying to convince people to stand with her but her mum's sending messengers ahead so most people have said no she then goes to g g d the place where valtic is from i was saying Jid, J-Y-D, but I couldn't tell you if okay, that's right. I'm go with that. So normally Jid raiders are like attacking people, but the raiders have like pulled back and disappeared and everyone thought that was kind of weird. Um, so when Rhea gets there, uh, or Rhea, it's Rhea, sorry. When Rhea gets there, um, it's like a young man. He's got a bear, just a fucking bear chilling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's quite, and he is so young. So, and, the, and he's surrounded by like courtiers and like his mother is there, but it's made really clear that he speaks for himself. And he said like, we knew something was coming. Yeah. And so we prepared and we were going to fight with you. Yeah. And I think the first group of people that have said, whatever's happening with the end of the world, we stand with you. I think some, there's currently seven of them, isn't there? I think something's going to happen to one of them. I would like it to be Charlie, but I could also see it being Sigil. Mm-hmm. If it's any of the others, I'm not going to be happy. Yeah. Like, um, I'm not massively attached to Andre, but, like, he's also, like, a sweet cinnamon roll. I just want to yeah. make sure good day. So I think something's going to happen to one of them, and then Rhea's going to join them, and that's going to be, like, the official seven. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But also, I... I don't know what's going to happen with this other assassin because he seems like it's going to be quite a big thing with I don't feel like Charlie should be there what does he actually bring to the table I mean he forges fake government documents yeah but even they're like we've already got the fake documents we don't necessarily need him to be with us all of the time mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know so unless he takes a step back to run off and be with the other assassin maybe and 
Yeah. I'm a dream. But yeah, I forgot about Rhea. Also, um, my God, there was something to say. There was something to add, but I can't remember what it was. Um, I don't think I have any other comments. It's not going to come back to me. It's going to really annoy me. I don't know. No, I don't know. Um, but yeah, don't trust Dom's aunt. <laughs> don't. I also don't trust um, the queen to betray Tariston. If she yeah. sees another way to get what she wants, she's not going to stay with him. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but I think Victoria Aveyard, I can't remember if it was a tweet or if it was an Instagram story. It might have been a TikTok, actually. Just go through all of the social medias. Um, she said something about how she's always wanted to write a villain romance and she's doing that now. And I was like, mm. interesting. But I don't know, it's Victoria Aveyard and there's plot twists at every single point, isn't there? So who knows? <laughs> who knows? Well, I love her for. But no, I enjoyed this book. I look forward to whenever the next one comes out. And yes. Yeah, I think I have a No, me neither. Oh, can we do some quotes really quickly? Yeah, go for it. Hit me with your quotes. Hit me with your best shot. Um, it's good to know your own measure, especially in a world women, where, where women were as much as what they looked like as what, what they could do. Like that. Like I will wait this one. <laughs> um, some of these I just tabbed and then didn't highlight anything, and that's a little bit concerning. Obviously, the one and only, only men can speak all day long and still think themselves silent. Iconic, iconic moment. Um, the, the Amhara has great need for those who can pass unseen and who is more unseen to men than a woman? Um, that was by Sarasa, so, you know. It's not a quote. It is a quote, but I just really like the moment. So it's when Sarasa's on the balcony. She says, and she can see that they're in like in a trap. And she says, "Do they already know? Do they feel the noose around their necks?" Karain must. She's not an idiot. Karain is a 16, 17 year old girl. There is a five hundred year old immortal next to her, and Sarasa's going. Karain must know. Karain's not an idiot. I just thought I loved it. I was just like, yeah, fantastic. Um. This is when they meet Vautic. Sarasa says, leave her and we'll be on our way. She hasn't seen our faces. She won't be able to aid anyone looking for us. Dom says, are you certain of that? And then Sarasa says, fine, slit her throat. Like, immediately, between her and Tariston, the solution is just murder. And uh... Well, then again, like, I'm reading a different point where Sarasa, just to Dom, is like, would anyone mind if I smothered him? <laughs> um... Sarasa braced bloody hands on her hips. She's seen our faces and won't stop rhyming. We need to kill her. Um, I don't think any. I don't think that can be the solution to every obstacle. Andrew says weakly. The Amhara was not amused. It served us. It served us fine this far. You know what? You're not wrong, Sarasa. Like you're not mm -hmm. wrong. Um, I think that there's the moment when. Oh, again, it's Sarasa. She says, I'm so glad I don't have to recite anything when I kill someone, just as you do. Oh, um, Valtic's, um, Valtic's main character moment 
It says Vartic let the brawl break around her unbothered as she sipped her out. And later on, it says in the corner, Vartic clapped her hands in delight. Just as everyone's like, I just, she's really just living her best life. Like, does she really understand what's going on? She understands better than anybody else, but like. I, I just love her. Um, again, Dom and Sarasa. Um, Dom scoffed. I did not realise there was a competition for worst personality. Sarasa didn't hesitate. It's not competition with you around, Elder. Just... There's also um, a really nice, in like chapter 22, obviously like Andre and Dom, both like, I mean, Dom had to watch one of his closest friends all get murdered in the first chapter. Mm -hmm. and, you know, Andre had to watch people that he'd known and his, you know, the guy he was a squire for. And they've not really had a chance to kind of deal with it and process it. And so there's a point where everyone else is asleep and Dom and Andre, well, Dom's kind of like refusing to feel his feelings and he's like, oh, well, how do I defend against all my emotions that are ripping me apart? And Andre's just like, with me, together. Mm -hmm. and it's just really sweet. Um, the moment where they're teaching Corrine to fight says, even when it isn't the end of the world, the realm is a dangerous place for women. Sarasa added, gesturing between herself and the bounty hunter. Sigil grinned broadly, and so we became dangerous. That... I've been waiting for that one. I love that one. I mean, I think this is just turning into. Yeah. I think Charlie's got some great quotes. I just can never find them. But I did find him quite funny. I agree. That's it. That's all of mine. Yeah. Um, but no, I do really love that is one of my favorite quotes of like, you know, the. The realm is a dangerous mm -hmm. place where we became, you know. Um, do you want to do the socials? Absolutely. Um, if you enjoyed <laughs> whatever this was, follow us on our socials. It, they are at, for TikTok and Instagram, at off the book underscore the podcast twitter is at off the book underscore pod we've got gmail off the book podcast at gmail.com and a good read just off the book if you are listening to, on apple podcasts or spotify please subscribe leave us a little rating a comment a review it really helps us out we greatly appreciate it if you have any suggestions for books um or if you have any suggestions for like our chatty episodes please don't hesitate to let us know. Arthur, we've shouted out Arthur before. Hi, Arthur, if you're listening. Um, he emailed us and has asked us to talk about childhood, like favourite childhood reads, which I think might be interesting. I've already got some really great ones. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited to talk about. Um, also, we will talk about Concrete Rose at some point. I realised we said we was going to do that. <laughs> just ago, just we never said did we were going to do um, We Hunt the Flame months ago. Yep. Yep. And, and then we took um, a month hiatus. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anything, leave us a comment review. That's it. That That's was really it. awkward. That was an awkward pause. <laughs> I think we're just tired, man. Mm -hmm. I agree. Did you hear my elbow clip? That was great. I did. That sounded therapeutic. All mm -hmm. right. I think we're going to peace out. Goodbye. Bye. -bye.